Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Thank you again, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Rhonda, for everything, everything, the whole journey. So many people I can thank, everyone here, Pastor Ray, Pastor Hayden, everyone. So thank you very much for the journey, for being part of the journey. Exciting to enter into this new season, the new phase. Um, tonight, I want to talk about 2020 vision. Well, that's the title, 2020 vision, because this is a year that none of us are going to forget in a hurry, because, you know, some things happened and some things happened that caused us to have restrictions on our lives. And, but for me, 2020 is all about vision, for me. Um, I'm going to pray, and then we'll get into it. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that dwells within us, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that people have ears to hear to receive what you would have them receive from you, Father. I just pray, Lord, for tonight that you would have your way. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's definitely um, been a very interesting year. But for me, it's been a year of becoming, a year of stepping into that which I know God has put in my heart a long time ago. In terms of God's vision, I believe God's vision lines up with what the theme for our church is for this year, which is thy kingdom come. I believe God's vision for all humanity, past, present and future, is thy kingdom come. Is that the world will know him, that the world will be saved through him. And I believe that if you have a God-given vision, that that vision will line up with thy kingdom come. His will be done. And I know if you have a vision in your heart that God has placed in your heart, maybe many years ago or maybe just recently, I just, my prayer tonight is that that vision will be stirred. That vision will be encouraged tonight as I share some thoughts tonight. So what is vision? What is vision? Duke Ellington, a jazz composer and muso, once was asked to give a definition of rhythm. And he said, rhythm, if you've got it, there's no definition. You don't need any definition for it. And if you don't have it, ain't no definition going to (laughs) help. And it's the same in a way with vision. If you've got a God-given vision, you know. You know in the heart of your hearts what it is. And if you don't have one, you may not even know what that is like. And I believe that in this room there are many people that are carrying a God-centred vision. You know, Jesus had a vision. His vision was to fulfill the plan of God, which was thy kingdom come. Jesus came to seek and destroy, um, well, the works of the enemy. He came to seek and save the lost. He came to give life and life more abundantly. Jesus came to fulfill the plan of God. And he he had a handful of people, 11, 12 guys. And with them, He turned the world upside down to turn it right way up again. 
And I want you to be bold just for a split second. If you know in your heart of hearts that you have a God-given vision that lines up with His vision of Thy Kingdom come, I want you to quickly raise your hand. If you're joining us online, welcome. You too at home, if you've got a God-given vision, just put up your hand. That's awesome. God, Jesus changed the world with 12 people. There's more than 12 here. We can change the city with just who's in this room. Because that's what a God-ordained vision will do. Vision. God-given vision is insight to instruct us and to direct our paths. It's a clear picture for a preferable future. A mental picture of the way things could be and should be. Vision is a reflection of what God wants to accomplish through you to build his kingdom. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 3. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. It's this thing here. Or paper. It's your paper. <laughs> Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he or she may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie Though it tarries, which means that it may be delayed, though it may be delayed, wait for it. Just wait, because it will surely come. It will not be delayed. It will not tarry. Write the vision down. I have with me, excuse the shoe. I have with me one of a few diaries that I have. This is where I've written the vision of Crossroads down. We've begun to write down the, the strategies and the plans that God has for me. And I wrote the scripture in the beginning, and it's got dreams, it's got ideas, it's got plans, it's got diagrams, it's got images and scriptures and things like that, and it, it excites me. It excites me because Habakkuk here says, write the vision, write it down. God's written it in the tablets of my heart, Therefore, it's going to be poured out on the paper that I may run with it. The vision that you have, write it down if you haven't already, because God's already written it in your hearts. That's why you can't, you can't be separated from the vision. That's why you can't shake that vision, because God's already written it down on the tablets of your heart. That's why it says, write the vision down. Make it plain that he or she who reads it will run. I can read, I don't know about run, but... God's calling me to take what I have already on paper and now to run with it, you know, to run your race. A run is a verb. It's an action word. It's to take what he's written on the tablets of your heart, which is vision, put it on paper that you may run with it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. I, the opening page of this is 8th of November, 1997. I didn't tell too many people about what God had put in my heart. And I, God started showing me vision, started showing me this, that, and the other. And I started to pour it out on these journals, example like this, because I knew that it was for a pointed time. But though it tarries, and it tarried for a long time, but during that time it was a season of preparation, it was a season of equipping and stripping that I can become you know, closer to that which God has for me. 
though it tarries, though it may be delayed or slow in coming, wait for it. There's so much strength in waiting. Waiting, occupy till he returns. Waiting. So write it down. Run with that vision that you have in your heart, that you know what it is. And be expectant. Faith expects. So tonight, I want to share just around two, two thoughts or two facets, if you like, on vision. The first one I want to share around is impact. Number one is that you heard the saying, brace for impact. Well, I just put you are graced for impact. That your vision will impact others. Why? Because it's a God-given vision. If your vision lines up with thy kingdom come, then it will have a great impact. An impact that could have eternal significance for people. You are graced for your vision. You've been gifted to carry out that which God has for you. You know, there's different types of graces. There's the amazing grace, the grace for salvation. There's a grace for strengthening. And there's a grace for stewarding a gift, a grace for serving, a grace for ministry. And God gives you those graces in order for us to fulfill that vision which he's written on the tablets of your heart that you've put in your diary that you will now run with it after you read it. I praise God that Pastor Jeff and Rhonda stepped out and fulfilled the vision that was in their heart. And we just need to look around here to see the impact of that vision. That is now a global impact. Why? Because the vision of Metro is global because it lines up with the vision of thy kingdom come, his will be done. We're talking about vision. Vision impacts. When God gives you a vision, he also sees you according to that vision. That's why when God spoke to me about a particular vision, I was very careful who I would share that vision with. Because although God saw me according to the vision, other people saw me according to that present time. And if I was to say, hey, you know what? God's put a church in my heart. God's put his ministry. And then, and then, and then, and then. Man, I'm just going to get nothing but rolling eyes. People go, yeah, whatever. You know. People just going to, you know, because people will be people. But praise God through the lens of who he is, he sees you and I in accordance with his vision and his will and his purpose and his dream and his destiny for your life and for my life. Impact. You don't even have to be present to make an impact when you're working out your vision. You don't even have to be present when the presence of God is present. You don't even have to be there. I heard this story about a guy who was in prison and his dad was writing letters to him. And his dad wrote a letter and he said, Son, I'm really missing you now because it's the season to plant tomatoes and you're not here to dig up the garden for me. The son who was in prison wrote back, I'm sorry, Dad. I would really love to be there with you to, to help you dig up the garden. And the father wrote back another letter and said, son, it's okay. You just do what you have to do. 
I might even just start digging myself, but it's okay. Son writes back and says, Dad, whatever you do, man, just don't dig up the backyard because that's where all the bodies are. One week later, father writes back and says, son, man, the CIA, the FBI, the police, the TRG, 79 squad, they all turned up and they dug up the whole backyard and they left a big mess and they left the spades and the big, big hole in the back and the thing is, man, they just left it there. The son writes back and says, dad, that's all I could do from here. Go ahead, plant the tomatoes. The point is, you don't have to be present when you have a vision to make an impact. (laughs) The centurion came to Jesus when his servant was sick and asked him to to come to to be healed for healing for his servant. But because the servant, the centurion, the Roman soldier, understood authority, because he had authority, and in his word, he had authority. He, he understood that if I say, hey, you, give me five push-ups, you give me five push-ups. If I say, you jump, you say, how high? He understood the, the word of authority. And he said to Jesus, you know what, Jesus, just say the word and my servant will be healed. He understood that the power and the authority of Jesus' word would be enough to see the vision fulfilled. Jesus didn't even have to be present to make the impact. When somebody is sick or somebody is in need, our first response, and I know it is very well being on the prayer team in this house, our first response is prayer. We don't even have to be there, but we can pray. You can make an impact to fulfill the vision of God, which is healing, salvation, and all of that by prayer. It's impact by contact, but don't even have to be there. A God-given vision, like I said before, says, thy kingdom come. If the, will, if the vision that you have on your life lines up with thy kingdom come, more than likely that is a vision from God. One thing I remember the Lord, getting the sense that the Lord was saying to me, if you don't, they won't. Meaning if I don't step out and do this, if you don't step out and fulfill or begin to pursue the vision and call of God on your life, the people that are hinged to your yes, to your you know, agreement in doing that which God has called you to do, may not be healed, may not be saved, may not be blessed, may not even come to the kingdom of God. So if you don't, with that vision, if you don't, they won't. Number two, the so number one is impact. The vision that you have from God will make an impact. Number two, vision means direction. Vision means direction. Whether you have a vision now or you know your vision or you don't have a vision, God has a vision for your life. You know, we're all at different stages of life. We're all at different stages and different phases and different ages of life. And when it comes to vision, God wants us to be strong and courageous so that the message of the gospel will come contagious, so that the impact of that will last for ages. The impact of the vision that you have will last for ages if if we begin to walk in alignment with his assignment, which is his word that needs to be heard and then turned into a verb, which is a doing word. 
Proverbs 29:18 says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, he that keeps the word, happy is he or she. No vision, no direction, no boundaries, no restraints, no vision, no direction, no good. Growing up, I never had a vision of becoming a pastor. I had interest in becoming a policeman, a fireman, um, a copyright in advertising as well, social worker, uh, joined the armed forces. I had those kind of interests. I never had, a, never had an interest to be a, a pastor in the clergy. But someone encouraged me and said, well, when you look at all those things, you wrap them all up, and it's pretty much what a pastor does. You know, creative in terms of writing, um, protecting, serving the community and things like that. So even no matter what, what, what you're doing in life, could line up with what God has for your life. Like the, you read on INC, the logo, the saying is born for more. That you and I are born for more. So even though um, I didn't become any of them, I became a pastor. Um, when I got saved, I was just drawn to the local church. Wherever I was, I would just be drawn there to help. And people that know me would always know, oh, he's in church or involved in somewhere or serving. And even though I didn't really fully understand the vision of God, what I understood was just to begin serving. Wherever God is glorified, just begin to serve. And I just want to say that to people here that you might be sitting here, you might be at home joining us online and you're thinking, it's all right for you, you know, you know your calling. I don't know my calling. I don't know my purpose. And I just want to say this. If you're at that stage, because I said we're all at different stages, I just want to encourage you to find the local church or find a place where God is glorified and just to begin to serve. Just begin to, to be faithful in something in that place. Why? Because if you're faithful in serving in the place where God is being glorified, you are being faithful to serve his vision, which is thy kingdom come. And through that journey, you will begin to find out what God has for you and direction. Helen Keller, political activist and author, she said, um, there's nothing, oh, what did she say? She said a few things, but she was both blind and, and deaf as well. And she said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. So true. You can have everything, but if, if you have no vision, you have no direction. A God-given vision is internal and has eternal significance because it lines up with the kingdom, with thy kingdom come. Your kingdom come, Lord. Direction implies vision. You can't get somewhere without seeing. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God, direction. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is important to know about seeing in terms of vision because the enemy comes to blind the minds of the unbelievers. And if the blind lead the blind, both fall in the ditch. 
So how important is it for us to know the vision and the direction for our life? Direction and vision also implies that there's a destination. I like the word destination because within the word destination is the word nation. Nation means people group. So there's a destination in this place because there's a people group that have destiny in their heart, that have vision. In order to get to a destination, you need a compass and you need a map. And one way that that I remember the Holy Spirit as a compass, because the compass always points to the north point. If I point the compass this way, the needle will always point towards the north point. The north point represents the will of God or the plan of God for your life. The needle represents the Holy Spirit inside of you guiding. And the Holy Spirit will always point to the will of God for your life. I got these shoes on. I brought the shoes back again. I got my Converse and I got Nike. In terms of direction and getting to the destination, I need to step. I need to make certain steps. You know, the the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And for a long time, when I started writing in this book and other journals, I was just conversing about it. I was just conversing with two or three other people that I trusted. Got my converse, making conversation, you know, both this way and both vertically. I was conversing with people and I was conversing with God. And very soon, God was saying to me, well, it's good to have your converse on, but you need to put your Nikes on and then just do it. Just do that which you're conversing. You need to just not just read it, but you need to run. You need to run. And of course, you know, when you put your converse and your Nike on, when you're now not only speaking your word and praying about it, but doing it, what you end up with is new balance. Yeah, I've done this one before. We do the new balance. But the good thing about the new balance in terms of your vision, your tongue becomes a pen of a ready writer. You begin to speak things that are in direction of where you're going, the shoe tongue. And as you go, your soul will prosper. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've got to wrap this up. I've got to finish this. <laughs> so yeah, make impact, head towards a destination, converse with God, converse with other people, safety in the multitude of counsel, pray about it and then do it. Step out and do it and then walk in new balance. Be a balanced believer. You know what I mean? Be a balanced believer. And the last one is focus your vision. Focus your vision. Jesus, be the centre of your life. We've got an awesome government department called Centrelink and they provide great benefits and provision and housing. But I want to say, let Jesus be your Centrelink. He provides great housing too. It's called the Temple of the Holy Spirit. It's called the local church. He goes ahead and make a mansion for you right now. That's why he's a carpenter. He provides all that. He provides benefit. Let Forget not his benefits. Why? Because they're all lined up with his vision. Let Jesus be the Centrelink of your life. Talk about, are you talking about a government department and church? Yeah. Well, the government should be upon his shoulders. He's the head of the body of Christ. One thing Jesus told me, just in closing, one thing Jesus told me in terms of beginning this vision, beginning this crossroads, was that there's no plan B. There's no plan B. 
If there's, if there's a plan B, then there's a plan me and not a plan G. But there's no plan B. Jesus come to preach the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, in the book of Matthew, there's a whole bunch of things called the blesseds. We just sung about the blessing. Blessed are this, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The Beatitudes are called the Beatitudes. And one Beatitude that God put in my heart about Crossroads is that have, don't have a plan B attitude. Don't have a plan B attitude. For your vision, don't have a plan B attitude. Just run with it. Run with that. What God has for your life. God has a vision for your life. He'll bring the provision for your life. And he'll see, you'll see his kingdom come in your life. So just in closing, God has a vision for you. Write it down. He's written it on your hearts. And he wants you to run with it. Run with the vision that God has given for you. Vision is direction. Keep heading towards the direction that God has for you and that you are graced for impact. Grace for impact. I just want to close and just praying for people here. Um, if you're here tonight or you're, you're at home, you're joining us online, if you know in the heart of hearts that you have a vision and you know you may have been carrying it for 20 years or five years or two years or two minutes or two months. I just want to pray as a family for you. And I want to talk to two people, people that have a vision and you know that it's God. Maybe you're too scared to tell someone because they might tease you or something. you know. But you know that God has a vision. The other people, you have no idea. You have no idea what it is. If that's you and you're at home, I just want to ask if anyone's here like that, you may be even walking in that vision right now. I just want you to stand to your feet and it's going to pray over everybody. Even if you're at home and you've got a vision in your heart or you don't know what it is, just stand to your feet and let me pray over you. I'm standing because I'm about to walk into that which God has for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Even if you're at home, you know God's calling you to do something. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray for strength, Father. Lord, I pray for just courage, Father. I pray for wisdom, Father. Lord, in terms of making decisions in alignment with your vision and with your plan that you have for them, Father. I pray, Father, that you would continue to lead them and guide them towards the destination that you have for them, Father. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, for good people to be around them, Father. Fellowship of believers, Father. I thank you for wise counsel, Lord. And Lord, I pray for those that don't know their call, don't, know, don't have a God-given vision. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would reveal it to them, that you show them what you have for their lives, Father. Show them what you have written on the hearts of their hearts, Father, I pray. And I just pray, Lord, may your will be done. Your kingdom come, Father. Your will be done here in our hearts, Lord, as it is in heaven, Father. And I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <music>